Welcome back to Radiotherapy. I'm your host, Calypso, and I'm currently reading Conversations in Black. I just finished chapter one, and so at the end of every chapter, they have questions. So this is my contribution to the conversation. Um, and hopefully I'm going to answer all the questions I like wrote them down because, you know, I'm listening to it on Audible so I can like do things while reading since I don't listen to a lot of music as I've shared with you before. So first question is about the current state of black America. I don't, I guess I personally don't view it as a total negative And I think America in general right now is very like in a very confused space um not necessarily when this book was written because like this is like um I think this is like two or two it came out last year or the year before that I cannot remember right now let me see um this book came out in February of 2000 of 2000 Oh, of 2020. I don't know why I was saying 2000. But anyway, so that was the release date for it on Audible. So, I mean, when it was being written, we weren't in the current state that we are uh, currently living in. So I think America right now just is in a state of confusion, just as it is. And I think Black America is in a state, I think, of panic and struggling with its relationship to its community, struggling with its relationship to the nation, struggling with its relationship to, like, the people there, like, to just everybody, I think. And I also think this is the first time where Black America is starting to look less monolithic and like openly uh people are having like different viewpoints um I also think that there's a lack of like internal conversations happening within the black community because I I think all where black people are always looking external of themselves rather than looking internally and I think that that's something that I'll, I'll address in some of these other questions but I I would say overall, I wouldn't say it's, uh, I wouldn't say it's bad. I think there are changes that need to be happening, but what I say, like, we're, like, we're worse off than we were 60, 70 years ago? No. So, I still think that we're on the incline, hopefully, um, unless something really drastic, um, happens, so the next question is about like Trump and white nationalism and if that's like demeaning our cause or sliding us in a different direction. I don't know. I I I think maybe I have a weird perspective on this. Um and keep in mind I'm not I haven't had like in-depth thinking about this so you're getting like like, I just got done listening to this, and now I'm recording this. Um, in regards to, like, because I think Trump and then white nationalists to me, I'm separating the two. So, like, I'm glad that those people are out in the open now. And I, I'm glad that 
there are consequences to um, the things that people are doing. I'm grateful for uh, cell phones, cameras, and all that stuff. Because I don't, like, I don't, dis- I'm not saying that you shouldn't be allowed to say it. I disagree with you saying it, but I'm glad we know where you stand, and I'm glad that people are losing their jobs. Not that I, I'm glad they're using their losing their jobs, but I'm glad that there are consequences to the things that they say. I'm glad people are being held accountable, which I think is necessary. Whether or not it goes too far is like a whole nother story, but I don't necessarily think that that um, has an impact on, uh, at least to me in a serious way, the impact, impact on like black America and black culture and, um, its ability to, uh, progress. However, I would say this, I think that you, that black America, this is where I talk about like if we look in, ex, internally on like what we can do in our local communities to like uplift our communities, um, whether it's, you know, like adopting a less fortunate family or creating a community garden, all those kinds of things, like beginning to talk to the people within our community, uplift, uplift consciousness um, and things like that. The only thing that I would ask of white nationalists is like, have your viewpoint. That's totally fine. You can think whatever you want about us, but then allow us to do our own thing over here. I think to me, the danger is in the jealousy and then us creating our own stuff, such as, you know, you take something like Black Wall Street and then you just come and you like tear down our success so I don't necessarily have I don't think that they have an impact if we look internally on what we can do within our own communities before looking externally and those people keep their viewpoints but then don't um go on to uh try and destroy the things that we create within our own communities um I don't, uh, Trump is like a weird thing because Trump is like, it's Trump is like its own, his own entity and the way he operates is just like totally outside of just like traditional norms. Um, But I would say, I think what Trump is bringing out is particularly in black conservatives. And I think he's even split uh, the black conservatives. Um, but I think that he is bringing out a, another side of black America. So I think he's shattering the monolith of black America. So I think in that respect, I think that that's kind of good because I think it's forcing people not only with the change of consciousness in the black community to like, um, thinking about politics and like all this stuff and like being engaged, not to say that, uh, black people aren't traditionally engaged, but we choose voting is not the traditional way for African Americans to engage the system, just because voting was not always something that was afforded to African Americans or black people, whatever you want to use. Um, So I think that that plays an interesting role in, uh, in voting and stuff like that. Um, 
And social capital is something like in this article that I'm reading right now that also plays a huge part, but um, it focuses more so on uh, people's church attendance and how it tends to mean that they are more politically inclined to vote, um, particularly in the in the black community. So I think Trump not like he's not like the greatest person because of the way he talks, but I like the fact that he's shattered the monolith. Once again, I don't think that anybody has control over black America's future except for black America. Um, just because I think it's very reductive to think that somebody has control over a whole entire people. And I think that that just minimizes like black power when you think about the fact that, um, we are so influential when it comes to culture. So, um, that's more where I stand with that. And that might just be, uh, you know, me trying to, I don't know, like be a little bit more hopeful and a little bit more optimistic. But I don't think that either one of them, Trump or white national, is uh, causing is making our cause take a step back. Um, and I think that that's just a really like reductive way of thinking about our power. Um, how does the past look different from the present? <sighs> Well, I do think we've made so many strides and, and and I think this is where to me like mentalness comes into it. You can go into any place and, you know, buy whatever you want. Whether or not you get followed is on that individual person. Um, how they treat you is on that individual person. So I think like your ability to go anywhere and buy anything as long as you have um, the money or you want to go to a place, um, I think is a step in a super good direction, a super positive direction, um, which is extremely different from, at least to me, the, than the past. So I would definitely say that you you have that drastic difference where there is that ability to as long as you're willing to um, put yourself out there to reach whatever heights you want to reach um next one is have we made progress or not i would say yes because that kind of goes into the other question i would say yes we've made progress um i think when you talk about like the wage gap and um issues for black women, um, and, or the stigmas of black, the stigmas attached to black women and black men, I think is an entirely different issue. And I think that those, I think the stigmas are a lot harder to shake, um, than necessarily what our ability, what, what we're capable of doing. And I think as long as we don't accept the labels that are attached to our bodies, because I think through acceptance of labels, we create our own limitations and we, um, or we don't create them, but we accept the limitations that are placed on us, I guess. So I would say we've made progress. And I think the bigger issue is getting out of, um, the mentality of believing that we're less than or needing some sort of approval of anybody outside of like ourselves or us as an individual 
um, when we believe that we're capable of doing something or we want to do something. Um, the role of finance. Um, I think finances are really, really important. I think that financial literacy is something that we need in the community. I think we also need to make more financial sacrifices, um, and be less worried about status symbols. And I think part of that has to do with the fact of when you're never seen, when you're asking, like, I'm, when you're saying, like, I'm a man, I have humanity, um, these kinds of things, I think that's where you get kind of this, <coughs> this need to be flashy or to dress a certain type of way or dress with, a, dress or have all of these sorts of, no, like part of me wonders if, you know, you have a lot of people having children at young ages, if there's some sort of jealousy that parents have towards their children in terms of what they're capable of doing and whether or not parents um, inflict their own limitations on their children rather than trying to build them up and help expand um, what, what it is that they're capable of and stuff like that. And I think there's also like some sort also when you look at like drugs and different things like that, there's a little bit of like escapism um, in there as well. I think the job issue is key and um in the thing killer mike was talking about uh property being another thing i think when you inherit property the first thing shouldn't be for you to sell it so i think it's more so goes back to financial literacy which is something i think that we should be teaching in schools um because it's extremely extremely important especially when you're trying to uh create generational wealth but i think more so it's like let go of the status symbols you don't need um high-end products I, I definitely am not a proponent of fast fashion or anything like that but I think making sure that you know the basics are covered like food clothing and shelter and then saving money um instead of you know spending it on things that I think are just like um I'm gonna use like the typical uh thing that people go to like buying Jordans okay I don't think that you should buy your kid Jordans because what is the value in buying those? You know what I mean? I think sometimes we, I think sometimes parents buy kids things as a way to make up for inadequacies in certain air in, in other areas. Like, but I think the key is making sure your child has food, clothing and shelter. And then, you know, maybe having a little something to help them when they go to college or like teaching them financial literacy if that's not something they're getting in school um, and different things like that. So I think finance plays a huge role in like our ability to um, engage sometimes in the political system or I think it at least has somewhat of an impact. Like in that article I'm reading, it does talk about um, socioeconomic status um, and about the impact that that and education have on people voting and their likelihood to be um, within uh, to do social activism and stuff like that. But I think the black community as a whole is very like socially active. Um, but I don't but the voting thing, like I said before, is something that's just it's it's something that that's not how the black community has traditionally engaged the system um, because of the fact that it wasn't something that was always allowed. And I think people have gotten 
more disillusioned. And the way that the article that I'm reading, I'll do a whole thing on it later, but is basically social capital. Like if you don't have that social capital, these social networks by like attending um, church for black people, um, you, you feel some sort of like disconnection and like disillusionment with uh, politics and you don't feel the need to engage in it because you're not a part of a collective in a sense. Um, so I think that that's something that is also um, has its own role. But I think teaching financial literacy, I got a little off topic, but teaching financial literacy is very, very important. And I think also political liter- literacy because we don't even teach that in schools anymore. Um, and it's like the first time you're voting, you're like, oh, my God, what am I supposed to do? Um, I have so much research to do and I didn't even know that I ever needed to research any of this. Okay. The next question is about what areas we've stagnated in. And I think this is a hard question just because this is something that's both internal and external. Um, you know, like most issues are, um, interconnected in some way, like there's part of it where it's you, there's part of it where it's us, and there's part of it where it's, you know, the outside, outer society. But I would say education is something that we need to be um, taking more responsibility for, being more engaged in our children's education, making sure we're reading to our children, making sure we're taking time out to, like, disconnect from social media and... um just any sort of device and engaging our child in like conversation and reading and different things like that. Um, exposure to, to like different things. Um, and not just, you know, what's in their four block radius or whatever, but making sure that, you know, they experience, you know, museums, they experience people of different cultures and ethnicities and all of that good stuff. Um, and I think that I, and like I said, I think the education thing is like, it's internal and it's external. I think, uh, public schools aren't necessarily the greatest, but just because, you know, your book isn't the newest book doesn't mean you can't read it. And I think we should be reading to our kids. I think we should have books in our homes and different things like that. Um, and I think also this goes back to me to like the mental thing is just realizing that we are capable of all things um, is also key and teaching our children that is also key. But I don't necessarily think there's like an area where it's like we have totally just there's no progress being made. Um, I don't think that that there's an area or at least one that I can point to and be like, OK, we've totally are failing you know, because like even the financial one where we were talking, like we just talked about like financial literacy, I think that it's something that's really hard to teach when you don't necessarily have a lot of disposable income. And also you are not also financially literate. So you're trying to understand your own financial literacy. Um, so it's hard to teach people that. And I don't think that that's necessarily a stagnation. I think that that's just, you know, part of the part of the process of getting to um, a certain place. All right, the next one is 
Uh, most needed for us to move forward. What's most needed for us to move forward? I think to me, once again, it goes back to just looking inward. Like, I don't think we need to be looking to other people to like save us or make our communities better. I think we need to talk to one another. I think we need to build connections and I think this is where there is some like negativity, like some of the bad aspects of us not being as actively engaged in the church as black people once were, um, especially when you look at younger people. I think that that meant, you know, you were seeing the people in your community, you knew them and stuff like that. And I think now... Um, you don't see those same sort of connections being built. And I think that that is something that we need to move forward. We need to care about the people next to us. We need to be holding the people in our community accountable um, for their actions. I think if uh, we work together, there would be, in my mind at least, no reason to steal from our neighbors because they would know what we're going through and the help wouldn't need, we would either ask for the help or the help would be given without ever asking. Um, and once again, you need to let go of the status symbol. You don't need to look the best because I, don't, I think when you're trying to look good for the external world, it doesn't necessarily mean like internally everything is good. You know, um, I think the flossing and different things like that and the want to be famous or the want to look like you have money um, is uh, detrimental um, to actually acquiring real substantial wealth that can be passed on to future generations. All right. Uh, What areas... are on the verge of change. I think people are uh, thinking more so about like what progress looks like and what uh, what we want. Like what does black America want? I think we're looking more so at, um, at asking those questions, but I think we're looking at, 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 asking other people rather than asking ourselves like I wish there was a way to like meet with people but this is where it's like it's a community level thing like you need to meet with the people in your communities you need to I'm with Killer Mike you need to organize strategize mobilize and all that good stuff um but I do think we are I think we are on the precipice of change and I hope that real leaders emerge because I think that that's something that um, is really lacking in the black community. I think we need tangible leaders, not necessarily on the on like big scale leaders, but I think in our individual communities, we need leaders that are are helping the community and are not detrimental to the community. I think that you should not sell drugs to the people within your own community. I um, or do anything that is uh, harmful to your community. I think you should want to uplift your community. And the fact that um, harming your community is how you make money, I think, is something that should be uh, shameful 
I, I think people who do things like that should be should feel some sort of shame. You know what I mean? And this is where I say like black people to me, at least have internalized the values of America, like individualism and all that stuff to the point where everybody else is helping out their community and we have completely checked out and totally let go of uh, what would be considered the social gospel, that civil rights era stuff and moved entirely to a prosperity gospel that um, is basically killing our community because people are so um selfish i guess and yeah i just think that if you are causing harm on your community um you should feel ashamed of that i think that um if you're going out and i don't think there's any reason to want to kill somebody uh in your own community i i don't see a reason for it. I also understand that there is this code of the streets mentality in um, urbanized communities and a lack of trust of law enforcement and a need to protect oneself. So I think that that plays a part in it too. So I think every community has a lot of healing to do. And I think the black community has a lot of healing to do. We need to address mental health issues Um, so I think there's a lot of issues that I think are on the verge of change. I think what we can't do is think that they all need to change at once, even though they're all interconnected. Um, I think we have to work on one problem at a time. I think we have to create a list of like, what is the most pressing thing of the moment? And what can we do within our own communities to change it? And then, uh... What do we need externally to change outside of ourselves in order to move us into a more positive uh, direction as, you know, black America and America as a whole? All right. And then what can I do for the interest for for um, the interest and in activism in my own community? Um, this is a really big question. And it's funny. This one and the next one is... Uh, what what's the most pressing thing of progress in my community and like what does my community need um so I just moved so I'm still trying to understand the community I'm living in now um but um I guess I can talk on a little bit more of a a broader scale I I think I'm still trying to figure out what my own place is you know uh I want to do some, like, obviously right now I'm not working, coronavirus, blah, blah, blah. But I do want to work with people. I've always enjoyed working with people, helping people, uh, and stuff like that. So I guess for me, I want to talk to more people, you know? I want to talk to... um, more talk to and meet more of the community leaders where I live now um and as for like activism this is like the thing that I think is so and this is why I think you don't have many primary leaders or somebody you can point to in movements today is because it's like well, obviously I don't want to die or obviously I don't want people looking to me and obviously I don't want to speak for a bunch of people and You know, obviously I can't speak for a bunch of people, but maybe a bunch of people agree with me. I think 
activism is something that's confusing to me because when you you can get lost in a in a in a face of crowds and be um called out for things that you don't necessarily believe it's like um you take something like black lives matter the slogan black lives matter to me there's nothing wrong with it and i think most people agree with it i think what people don't agree with is the organization black lives matter but i think the slogan itself there's nothing wrong with it i don't think most many people would disagree with it i think people disagree with um the connotations as i've shared with before when i do my when i did my whole black lives matter versus all lives matter thing so but i think people disagree with the organization like if you went to blacklivesmatter.com or .org or whatever it is i've never been but if you went to that, it's like Black Lives Matter Global or whatever. Um, I think people disagree with that, but I don't necessarily think people disagree with the slogan. Um, but I think it's easy like in that like to identify with it uh, because of the connotations and how people dislike um, the organization um, and, and all this whole like association with George Soros and like how the movement isn't really for black people and all this stuff and... Um, where does the money really go when you donate to it? I think because of all of that stuff, I think it's easy when you're on the ground and you're holding a sign and all that stuff to be associated with something that isn't necessarily true. So I think everybody, and I've shared this before, everybody has to find a way to uh, be active or contribute in their own way. And I, and then for me, I guess I'm still trying to figure that out. I haven't even figured out what I want to do with the rest of my life. So um, and obviously I want it to be something that is contributing to my community or helpful to my community. Um, but I think right now I'm still learning and I don't think that process is ever going to end, but I think I'm, st I'm learning and I'm trying to read and I'm trying to solidify my own beliefs before I go out and do something or stand for something. You know, I haven't figured out what hills I'm ready to die on yet. You know, what what I'm uh, ready to fight for, I guess. Um, what does my community most need? Uh, if I had to say something right now, like, hello, how, how hard is it to fill a pothole? But um, <laughs> that's just me. I'm just like, why are there so many fucking potholes? Uh, like, how hard is it to fill a pothole in a city? Like, is it really that just, like, serious? Is there so much paperwork involved? Like come on now. Um, but I mean, I guess let me talk like wanting to go back to the broader sense. Um, I think we need at least for, uh, let me just take the whole, uh, policing issue to me to address this issue. Um, I think in a fair and thorough way, I think you, and I've shared this, I think we need, to have police that live in the communities that they're policing. Even if that means that certain housing needs to be built for these people to live in those communities, it needs to be done because you need to understand the cultural norms within a community before you go in and assume that... Um, something is happening that isn't really happening or you mistake somebody's mannerisms for being rude or anything like that. I think uh, psychological evaluations need to be done at least once a year. 
I think we need to not require police officers to deal with things that social workers or uh, psychologists should be dealing with. Um, I think those things are hard to gauge or I, or another option alternative to that, because sometimes you don't necessarily know the situations that you're walking into. We need to require um, officers police officers to have uh, more training in terms of not only de-escalation training, but they need, you need to understand kind of the job of a social worker, the job of a psychologist, have the basic knowledge of those things so that you can be more effective in those situations and be able to call somebody in who has that expertise to deal with those situations. I think it's hard when police officers don't have the knowledge and they're called into, um, a situation of abuse they've been to this house um and this woman constantly is going back to the same guy and they're just like oh my gosh we were just here you know what i mean i'm very annoyed about it but don't understand the way the cycle of abuse works so i think for me the the pressing thing that um the global community needs is those things in my own individual community i think just i think and this might be a more of a also uh, a more global thing too. Is I think politicians like uh, our councilmen and different things like that. I think you shouldn't have to engage those people. I think those people should engage with you. I think they should be easy to find. I think they should just be around. Um, I think you should see them on a consistent basis or know where they are. Um, like I should. I feel like I should be able to run into my councilman like at the grocery store. Um, I feel like he should be known to me. Um, and I'm just, I just wonder, like, what are you doing? Um, so I think uh, we need to change, like, obviously, we should be in, uh, engaging politicians, but I think politicians should also be engaging us, not only taking our money, because like, it's crazy to me that, you know, you look at a city like San Francisco, where the mayor makes uh $300,000 a year and it's like where like you know but then like you never see this person and like are they spending all this time in their office what are they doing you know um I kind of got like a little off but those are kind of my answers to those questions and once again like I literally just wrote them down after hearing them on the thing and then these were my initial thoughts but I do want to emphasize the fact that I'm very optimistic um or at least I'm portraying optimism I guess um because I I don't want to put negativity out there you know what I mean obviously like I do see do see things uh some things as negative but I want to be optimistic about the future and optimistic about America as a whole and optimistic about the future of black America because I think black America by itself, America's going through a revolution, but I think black America is going through a revolution within itself that I think is going to um, increase political engagement, increase consciousness. Um, and I hope it also... Uh, rebuilds families and uh 
the mental health issues that exist within the black community due to um, the things that people experience in their life. Uh, and I think generational trauma, uh, people who haven't found healthy ways to cope with them do find ways to cope with them. And I think we do more of that, like looking to our neighbor will be helpful. So yeah, I'm just overall very optimistic. I, so far I'm enjoying the book. Um, I think some of the questions are very pertinent questions. Sometimes some of them I feel like are like interconnected. A lot of them, you know, cause all issues are interconnected. And I think there's multiple parts to everything as I've shared here. And I will talk to you after I get to chapter two.